At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. And per our usual format these days, we have some incredible guests joining us. We have Tana Gilmore and Kelly Fisher. Um, I hope I'm saying, is it Tana? Yeah, it is. Right. You have it right. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) You guys are the matchmaking duo. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. We're always happy to talk about dating. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's all we talk about on Help I Suck at Dating. Um, so I guess I got to ask, you guys help people suck at date or suck less at dating then? Yeah, that's our specialty. Most <laughs> people come to us suck at dating. <laughs> so, okay, yes. well, here we are. We suck at dating. Um, help us. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, <laughs> we do we do definitely suck and we do take all the help we can get. But so tell us, what do you guys typically specialize in? Like you guys help people link up and meet or is it more of like, uh, let's say people are already dating and you help them kind of navigate those waters? Yeah, I would say we specialize in very successful singles, actually, who have really, you know, put all the time into their career and building, you know, their place in the in the industry and in corporate America, some celebrities. And then all of a sudden they turn around and they're like, wait, I haven't had a date in like five years, seven years. I mean, it goes up and up and up or a lot of first, you know, time serial daters they just can't get past the first date you know so they get they meet people but we always say okay they have no skills for whatever reason it just never moves on so we specialize in probably those two yeah and you know interestingly enough um the pulse and the culture of dating you know it changes like every year it's so different like some people they may have been in a relationship for you know four or five years or whatever and now they've been out of the game for a minute and they're like whoa whoa what is this what's all this text and foolishness what's all this ghost and foolishness like they have no idea how to even maneuver in the in the dating space so we have to kind of bring them up to speed on what dating is like today because it's different than what it was last year even yeah absolutely it's funny uh 
because we were just talking to DeAndre about being signal in Los Angeles and how difficult it can be sometimes. But it's mostly it comes down to the guys, I feel like, just don't know how to act. You know, like, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's like they're not opening conversations. Maybe they don't know how to carry on a conversation, how to bridge the gap from the first meeting into the first date into the second date and all those kind of things. So what do you kind of see as like the biggest roadblock in a lot of those things? Is it really just meeting the people or is it what, what's like the biggest uh, difficulty? You know, I would say that, um, especially for some of the guys that come to us, a lot of them are socially awkward. Like we get a lot of techies. I mean, they they're they sit behind a computer all day long and they they you know interface with the computer. They're not really front facing with the public, so they don't they lack those social skills. So they come to us and say, you know, I don't even know what to say to women. I don't know what to you know even how to approach her. Like, what do I you know help me? And so you know they don't they don't know. They just don't know. So we provide them with those skills as to like what do you say when you approach her like we're like lead with a compliment i mean who wouldn't yeah. like a compliment so those types of of things we help with as well nice um so i guess what is your success rate of like people who just like randomly approach you and then you get them into an actual relationship like how often do you see that or do you just like help them launch into like the dating world in general or do you like walk them through an entire relationship yeah, so we have an 87% um, success rate. It kind of varies with a couple of points, but I mean, a lot of people come to us for different things. So we offer date coaching. So like we said, a lot of times people don't even know where to begin. They don't have any conversation. You know, they're just like, you know, what do what do I even say if someone says, you know, tell me about yourself? So we're starting from there. So if that's what they come to us for, then we say it's a success if they've gotten out and they're dating and they're successful. Um, but we also have people who just, you know, don't have a chance to meet anybody. And so we introduce them and we actually have our, um, we call them love liaisons. So we have some staff that they're socialites. They go out all the time and they bring out singles for us to interview. And we actually do um, introduce them to um, matches until um, we find a, a suitable match. Thanks. You guys have really been, uh, you guys got a whole empire out there, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're doing. We're building legacy here. You know? how, do you, how did you guys get into this? You know, it's interesting. We knew you were going to ask that question. So... <laughs> So Kelly and I were both um, senior VPs in corporate where we used to um, be marketing and advertising executives. So we used to market products and services. Now we market people. But what, how, how we morphed into this business, though, um, we, we would be surprised like at the end of a presentation, like these C-level executives will have us hemmed up in the corner telling us all of their personal business. And we were like, did you hear what this person said? Like, we could not believe they would just like release everything to us. And we would just sit down with them, like pull up a chair and just kick our feet up and just have a conversation and kind of help them get through it. And this happened like every single time. And so we realized that, you know, we're pretty good at this. And until and then we also went through our own personal relationship struggles and kind of coached each other and helped each other with it. And we decided, you know what, let's let's do this full time. Let's go back to school. Let's get credentialed and launch our business. And here we are. Nice. I love it. And you guys are crushing it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we of course. Blew up to New York and went to the Matchmaking Institute. We became certified and the rest is history. That was like almost 10 years ago. So nice. I've got a question. We, we talked about it uh, amongst ourselves a little bit earlier. What's your guys' stance on dating apps? Because they become so uh, apparent in, in dating culture these days. So what's your guys' like opinion of them? 
Yeah, we love dating apps. I think it's a great way. I think we embrace them. So even when people come to us and say, I'd love to get on dating apps, can you help? And we help them with their profile. We help them write their summary so that it's fun and flirty. Sometimes they come in with like a LinkedIn kind of boring, you know, summary, but it has to be like conversational. So again, it's like, you know, you going in for an interview and people are looking at your pictures and all of that. So we think it's, it's a great way to meet people. But again, like a lot of people come to us and say, I can't meet someone, whether it's, you know, Atlanta, whether it's LA, where it just really depends on the skills too. So you have to be like open to having conversation. You have to be more assertive um, and you have to be kind of flirtatious to keep it out of the friend zone. You know, it's interesting because we um, embrace like the dating sites and the dating apps. And I met my husband on a dating site, like 20 years ago, like I was probably the only one on a dating site 20 years ago. They were like, they were dating, they were dating sites 20 years ago. Yes, <laughs> we met on a dating site 20 years nice. ago. So of course, you know, I embrace it. But it's just all about the approach. I mean, where else are you going to have access to that many singles in the palm of your hand, swiping, swiping, swiping? I mean, you're never going to see that many singles probably rowing the same way as you anywhere else in the country, but on an app. There's thousands right at your fingertip true love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and well watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard the pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight and honestly the answer is yes Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh. 
Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Do you think it's been a detriment to dating at all? Or do you think it's helped it uh, in the big picture of things? I think I think that people have gotten lazy, though. You know, yeah. they sit there and it, it, it prevents them from actually like going out and interacting and having the actual, you know, build up the courage to socialize and introduce yourself and start a conversation. And that's the, the organic way that it used to be. Right. But the apps have absolutely I think um, it made people lazy where they can just kind of sit on their couch, drink a glass of wine, kick their feet up and just swipe, 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 swipe. Hmm, they look cute. Swipe, swipe, swipe. You know, I mean, and then they just want to have these electronic, it morphs into an electronic relationship. So, yeah. you know, they, they, sometimes they never get out and actually meet. They never get on the phone. They just kind of have this electronic relationship. Well, you can't build an emotional connection that way unless you actually have FaceTime or phone time. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a downside to it also I mean I see where people because you can have another date tomorrow they never make a decision so I mean you can have somebody wonderful in front of you and you're like well maybe if I swipe again you know there might be someone else it's like you have someone great right in front of you like just go for it but because <laughs> there's so many choices you know people just keep going and they're like no I think I'm going to date three four people and just continue going when you have somebody like when you have somebody great it's hard to realize you know I have someone I need you know that's it Right. What's your advice for getting out of the app? Because I have friends who go on apps and they have these relationships built and then actually getting out into the real world and like taking that next step yeah. is really intimidating because you feel kind of safe in con- exactly. a relationship. Yeah, yeah you, know? you can kind of hide behind the app. Yeah. So we always encourage our clients too because they want to keep texting on the app. So the whole point of being on the app is getting off of it and having a conversation, but it's so much easier. I mean, it's, like we always say, it's easier to text too. We try to get our clients off of texting yeah. and like onto the phone. So when you get onto the phone or you're actually meeting somebody on a date, that's when, you know, the real skills come out. So that's kind of where we come in. Yeah, yeah. 
It's interesting because that's where um, it does prevent them from utilizing social skills because they don't really have to. So you lose those social skills if you don't use them, you know, like, you know, repeatedly. You just, you lose them. Yeah, Absolutely. that's true. And what do you guys advise as far as like when people are dating, if they're dating multiple people, when do you advise like, okay, maybe at like one month, two months, three months, that's when you need to like decide whether or not you want to take it to a different level with this person. Like what's your timeline as far as dating or is there no timeline? Like when do you believe that people are wasting their time? Yeah, I don't think that, you know, there's an actual timeline. It just depends on if you both have the same end goal. So if you're dating three people, we always say we have three, our, we have, we prefer our clients to date three in rotation. We say three in rotation, right? But it has to be three rowing the same way, three with the same end goal. And then they'll start to eliminate themselves. You'll start to feel where you feel closest to that individual with, you know, you'll start to feel that experience is there. And you're like, you know, I just kind of like this one a little bit more than that one. And they'll eliminate themselves eventually. So I don't know that there's certainly like a timeline, but you certainly don't want to waste time with just random dating for no reason. Most people that come to us are dating with intention. They have an intention mm -hmm. to enter into a long-term relationship or eventually marriage. So we don't encourage you to just be dating, just to be dating. So have an end goal in mind and see who whose goal aligns with yours. Yeah. You mentioned too that you talked to like, uh, maybe it's like some executives or something after meetings and stuff like that. I could imagine those people being kind of more picky when it comes to who they choose to date. So how do you navigate that when someone's maybe being like super picky or uh, not being very responsive to a lot of the advice you're giving? Do you guys ever deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, we have clients who, I mean, if anybody could be a fly on the wall, which I think is a good thing about this show, I mean, to see like the the list that come to us with people with the, all the laundry list of things that the person has to be, the person has to bring. And then we kind of turn the tables on them. And we're like, okay, well, what are you bringing? And it's like crickets. <laughs> so yeah. we really like them to, to really take some time because, you know, when you go out on a date, people are looking both ways. So it's not like you're going, we call it a date review. So you're not going in to interview this person and then just leave. Like you have to have something to share also. So we kind of give them that information that you want to really hone in on what you're bringing to the table. That's different from everybody else. Yeah. But you know what? So, so um, to answer your question, the corporate um, people, especially like the men, so not to pick on men because we love our male clients, but they, the more money they have, the more picky and demanding they are. They want to come in and say, you know, I want someone um, that have this certain waist to hip ratio, you know, mm -hmm. we're like, what? Well, you know, first of all, you know, when she has two kids, it's going to expand, right? So <laughs> you understand that that's how this works. Or mm -hmm. Are you going to pay to keep that, that body up? I mean, so they come in with those types of demands. It seems like the more money they have, the more demands they have. And they feel like we can, we're just magicians. We can just, you know, Okay, here you go. Here's like yeah. four or five of them that meet your criteria. Here you go. But that's not how matchmaking works. So it sounds like you have to often encourage them. Maybe that's like lower their standards, but to, to shift Man their standards a little bit. Just yeah, yeah, be more realistic, which is a hard yeah. conversation to have because people think, you know, the more money they have that they can command a certain type of person, which sometimes they can and sometimes they can. So that's a tough conversation behind like, you know, four walls. <laughs> Isn't that so funny to think about, too? Because like obviously money can buy you so many things in life. But at the end of the day, it's like it can't really help you there. I mean, sure, no. it could like help you get the, your foot in the door. But at the end of the day, it's not going to give you exactly what you want. Right. It's not. No. But, you know, we have to have those conversations pretty often. Yeah. <laughs> there are age range of people that you guys help or won't help. So like you're like, well, we won't help any this one this young or we won't help anyone this old. Or is it like anyone under the sun like you guys help date? 
You know, yeah, I would what, say what? the range of people that come to us are like between 29 and 55. You know, usually I would say the sweet spot is between, you know, in the 30s, um, early 40s. But, you know, it's not really about the age that we won't help. It's more about the personality. So right. a lot of people will come in and tell us like, you know, kind of try to take over our process. And we're like, you know, you're in our community, that you're in our world. So you're going to have to, if this hasn't been working, you're gonna have to take some advice from us. So a lot of times the ones that we won't take are the ones that just don't listen. Right. And so it's going to be hard, like pulling teeth back and forth, trying to tell them something they're not listening. So we don't even take the kind that we always say, are you coachable? So if you're not coachable, it doesn't matter what age, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to tell you though, this year, probably last year, over the last couple of years, we've gotten younger and younger clients like our sweet spot is somewhere around the 40 range because these are career people that have like like kelly mentioned earlier they've taken the fast track out of college to like advanced you know degrees and then they've climbed the corporate ladder and they roll over and like oh there's nobody here there are no kids there's no spouse there's no you know and so those and then that's when they are waving the white flag and that's when they come to us but here recently, like in this last year, we've gotten like 24 year olds and like, you know, 26 year olds. I mean, that's young for someone to say, you know, well, I, I don't know what I'm doing and, and mm. are willing to invest this type of money at that age. So when they come to us at that age, we used to be like, you know, they're probably too young for this process, but they're not. That's a sweet spot. Congratulations to them for making a decision so early to say, what I'm doing isn't working and I'm going to invest in me and hire a professional that can help me in the areas that I'm weak in. Right. Yeah. Why do you think people have gotten younger asking for help with dating? Do you think it's because of doing the, you know, the dating apps and stuff like that? Or do you think uh, because of COVID maybe people aren't like, aren't used to interactions? I think that matchmaking is just, there's not as much of a stigma against it. You know, people would say before, oh gosh, you had to hire a matchmaker. There's something must be wrong with you. But I think it's just becoming more commonplace that, you know, you hire a headhunter if you're looking for a job, you hire, you know, a life coach if you're looking for something else, you hire a matchmaker if you're having, you know, problems in your dating and relationship life. So it's not really as, you know, that stigma that people would say, oh my gosh, something's wrong. Even like mental health. I mean, that's something that we're all embracing now that we didn't before. So I think just personal, you know, and professional development is like more um, accepted at this point, I'm thinking. Yeah, and I yeah. think that some of the younger um, generation, they're, they're, if they didn't meet anybody in college and they're seeing their friends in college getting married right out of college, they're like, whoa, so there's a reason why I'm not chosen. And they start feeling that, uh, that you know, that self-pity, like, why haven't I gotten into a relationship? Why hasn't anyone chosen me? Why why can't I seem to get this right? And and so that particular age, they're taking it on almost like the next level of education. So they're mm. so they're continuing their education from college to okay, let me go ahead and and get and gain these skills so I can figure this relationship thing out here. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's so funny how we love to follow what our friends are doing, too. I feel like one of the reasons that uh, I'm so comfortable being in a relationship now is because so many of my friends are in relationships. Whereas when I was like 23... 
everyone was single. So it's like all we wanted to do was be single. But now, you know, everyone's in relationships. So it kind of is like, okay, well, let's see. Let's give this thing a shot. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. So, so when you guys are bringing on a new client or, or prospective client, what do they have to go through in order to be like onboarded by you guys? Do you just sit down and talk with them or do you have them go through a whole process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that so so initially they'll contact us um, and then our implementation director will reach out to them and kind of do like a pre-screening and set them up for like a strategy session and they'll get an opportunity to meet with both myself and Kelly. And then we just drill them. We learn more about their personality. We learn more about their past challenges. And then we make a decision um, based off of what we've uncovered, if they're a good fit to work with us or not. And we usually tell them on the spot, you know, whether we feel like they would be a good client for us. Um, and we turn down many because we don't work with everybody. What would be like a reason you would turn someone down? Yeah, I mean, I think a reason, one reason that we turn people down a lot of times is like we said, they don't listen. <laughs> so they're kind of coming in and taking over the whole conversation. Like sometimes we can't even get a word in and we're just like, why are we here? Like you're telling us what to do and what not to do. Like, why are we all sitting here if you have all the answers? Or we might like give some suggestions and they're like, oh no, no, that doesn't work because such and such. So, I mean, why are we here? Yeah, It's kind of like, you know, that's how the whole process is going to be. You can feel that that's going to be like a tug of war and we just don't even go there. But I think the other thing is that's good though, when people contact us, even if we don't take them on, they can join our database. And so that's like a complimentary um, place where it's confidential and everyone can put in their, you know, their picture and their stats and their information and kind of what their challenges have been. And that's the first place we look when we have a client who's looking for someone in their area. So it's not open to the public, but that is the first place that we look at it and it's free. So that's a great option if we don't end up working together. And they also get, you know, information about upcoming events and all of that. So they get to stay close to us, um, you know, if something happens to come up that they're a good match for. And that yeah. was actually going to be my next question. I was like, so do you have like an entire database and you're only matching people within this database? Or are you like in the community, like making them go to events where there's other people who don't even know you guys that you're trying to match them with? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So in this industry, some matchmakers and some companies will match client to client. However, we don't because, um, you know, John over here may not be a good fit for Ashley over here just because they're two clients don't mean that they're right for each other. So we pride ourselves on our coaching so we can uncover the type of person that you need versus who you want. And then we go out and heart hunt for that specific person. So it could be, you know, we may start in our database or we also belong to like an international matchmaking alliance with thousands of matchmakers and we can pull from each other's databases, um, but we still bring them in house to screen them our way. We have recruiters that are all across the country that go to yacht club events and, you know, sweet suites at the, the, you know, NBA or something like that, like those types of places. Um, and they're, they're out anyway, like looking. And so they bring them in house and put them into our database. And then we just screen from there. So, so many ways that we, you know, we source and find them. Right. Yeah. Do you guys have like a minimum requirement for, uh, it just, it just sounds like you guys mo- work mostly with like wealthy people. Do you guys have like a minimum requirement for that? No, no, because we, what we found are a lot of people who make a lot of money sometimes are in a lot of debt. So it's yeah, not like, fair. you know, you don't just come and say, oh, I make such and such amount because you can be like broker than a joke, really. So yeah. no, it's not really an amount. It's more about like how if they can afford it. And, you know, it's really more about them being able to want to do something differently and their personality. So gotcha. So you don't have to, have, you have to meet like a, like a minimum standard of, of socialism, I guess, or it's like socialitism, I guess, right? 
really. No, 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 not really. It's just, um, I just think a lot of people that come to us are in the professional arena. So it's not always CEOs and celebrities, but it's a lot of times it is just people who don't have the skills are just not able to get out socially to meet um, other people. And I also think that these people also um, resonate with us because they feel like we have a certain level of success. So they trust us, you know, with their brand, they trust us with their innermost personal thoughts. And so, you know, those are the things. So they feel more comfortable with us, I believe, because of the level of success that we've had. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we let you guys go, is there any advice you can give our listeners out there that might be struggling to either make that first connection or get to the second date? Um, any, any kind of advice you have for them maybe trying to bridge that gap or any type of advice whatsoever? Well, I think that, you know, dating has gotten to the point where we just put so much pressure on it. It's like dating is this whole scary thing. Like, I think if we just get back to just getting out and meeting new people, like as soon as you leave your place of residence or when you go outside the door, like you're, we always say you're on the market 24 hours, seven days a week. So just make sure that you look approachable, make sure that you're smiling, make sure that you're open to meeting new people. That is really, it's like a numbers game. So you don't, we don't want to just wait until you see someone like this, you know, girl looks great or this guy looks amazing. Let me go. Just be open to having conversations. You don't know if a friend of a friend can introduce you. So I think just being more social, sociable um, will really help with dating and not putting so much pressure on it. It's like, it doesn't have to be as serious as it is. Yeah, I would echo that. And I also would say, you know, try to stay out of uh, electronic relationships. Like you cannot build an emotional connection via text. You can't understand the tone. You can't understand that delivery. So we say, you know, jump on the phone as quickly as possible. Utilize, even though we're in a pandemic, it's fine. Utilize, you know, Zoom, utilize you know, FaceTime, there's so many virtual platforms that you can use to start connecting with someone and you can safely go out and meet them. I mean, our goal is for you to um, get into a space organically and just see if there's chemistry. Because as matchmakers, we can control compatibility. However, we can't control chemistry. You have to uncover if there's chemistry there or not. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kelly, I like what you said when you're, uh, you know, when you're single at 24 seven, you're on the market. Um, exactly. I'm grateful that I'm not single because 24 seven, I look like this piece of crap. And so it's, uh, it's a hey, good thing. Somebody loves it. Somebody yeah, loves right, it. right. I'm very, very, very lucky that that's the case. Yes. Um, well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us, uh, for our listeners out there, be sure to check them out. It's, uh, the matchmaking duo.com, right. They can find yes, some more perfect. information on you guys there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or on any social media, it's the matchmaking duo. Join us and be part of our community. We'd love to have you. There you go. Heck yeah. Join them. Be part of the community and uh, find love. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We can't wait to uh, hear more from you. Please tune into our show. Please tune tune into Love Match Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Love Match Atlanta. (laughs) And where can we watch that at? Yeah, on Bravo on Sunday nights, on May 8th, the first um, episode um, comes on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And every week after that, we um, have the 9 p.m. slot. So please join our new show. We're so excited about it. Absolutely. Congratulations on the show. We're excited to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Follow Help by Socket Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles.
With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.